Take three. Hi guys, my name is Megan and this is my mom Angela and welcome and welcome to the Meg and Podcast. So our podcast is actually a play on both of our names since my name is Megan and her name is Angela and I frequently refer to her as Anne, which she absolutely hates. Um, and so it was like a good just blend of both of our names and so I hope that you can see the creativity that went behind us naming our podcast and so mom do you want to say anything before I jump into my spiel of who we are yes so actually it wasn't a combination of the two of us coming up with this with the names it was more like Megan calling me and saying hey Ann I have a great name for our podcast but she did ask my I guess you would say permission. And I think that when you have adult daughters, now it's more like, and moms, I know uh, that you can agree with this with adult children, that they sometimes think that you become the child and they become the parent. And so now it's like, we're asking for permission. And it wasn't, hey mom, what do you think about? No, it was just, Mom, this is going to be our name. This is going to be our podcast. Well, this is what I want you to wear. And Branding is really important to me. It's okay. absolutely important. Okay. But she told me to put on tan and brown, and she puts on black. So, right. what, you, so what is that? Because when you guys see what the vision and what I'm going for, one, I have an eye for these things. This is one of my very many talents, okay? So when you actually see what the podcast, like if you're listening and you don't actually have the visual of what's going on right now, when you pull this podcast up and wherever you are streaming it, you will see what my vision is because it's all about the branding and I want to make sure that tan and black is worn for our podcast branding. That's just really what it is. Are we gonna wear tan and black all the time? No, or do it's we just, get to pop some color in here? I hate color. I love color. I hate color. Um, so, see what I'm talking about? Moms with adult children, see what I'm talking about? I also about? just wanna be clear in saying like, I didn't call her, it was a face-to-face interaction that I told her what the name of the podcast was gonna be. Told, and she told. And she hated it. Um, but then it, she came around to it and everybody else thought that it was a great idea but her but I digress so anyways the next part that I'm going to tell you is what to expect from us so we are going to have weekly uploads every Sunday at 7 p.m. you can either watch us on YouTube to have the visual effect or you can stream us on you know, one of your streaming platforms, whichever it is that you prefer. I'm not gonna name them here because I don't know if there's like some regulation against saying that and I wanna make sure that we are in compliance. So um, what you can expect from us is we are your favorite mom and daughter duo. And so we are inviting you into our space where we discuss relationships, faith in our walk with Christ, also just you know where we are in motherhood because like my mom mentioned before she is mothering adult children whereas i have a 17 13 and 10 year old and so we're going to talk about the complexities of where that stands also just career advice as we you know are career women and we have um, professional day-to-day jobs but we're also entrepreneurs 
at yes, heart. Yes, we are. We, we love owning businesses and we love having multiple streams of income, which I would say is woman to woman, like make sure you do that. Make sure that you have multiple streams so that you don't depend on just one. So today what we are discussing during this <laughs> hour long segment is a year of yes. And so 2023 is coming to an end. And by the time that you guys actually review this episode, it will be 2024. And so we want to talk about what a year of yes actually looks like for us and maybe also take some time to reflect on things that we were able to accomplish in 2023 and how 2024 is going to be better. So mom, I'll let you kick us off. Yes, I'd just like to say too, when you're talking about the year of yes, you also have to look at that other side where is the part that was no, because our no's help to grow us. And sometimes when we think we have everything figured out and life is going great, and we're walking in this path of yes, something comes up to make us start to think, is this really what it is and how I wanna go down this path? And so Megan talked about our faith and how is it that we allow God to lead God and direct us as we move down this path? And you know, Megan, this year I had some I had some major yeses in 2023, and I also had some major no's. And it was like, how do you be up on this complete high, and then all of a sudden you've been knocked back down? And maybe it's not knocked back down, but things happen, life happens, things occur to where things change. And so how do we deal with that change? And how do we take that change and move us forward into 2024. I'd also like to say that we come from women that are very strong entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. My great grandmother, I was six years old when she died and she owned real estate property, which she passed down to my grandmother and then my mother and now to my brothers and myself, which is also will go to our children. And, and, and right now, Megan, I'm actually writing a book and it's called, um, you know, Their Dreams and My Journey. Because what we're doing here, this is what my grandmother envisioned. Your grandmother um, envisioned being on the podcast? My grandmother envisioned women being empowered. She might have been, uh, what is it? Uh, she might have been a prophet or something if she envisioned podcasts. She definitely, not podcast, but she envisioned women walking in the purpose and the destiny mm -hmm. that God had called them to walk in. Okay. And I think that this is a generational thing. It's generation because it was birth, even back in enslavement, our ancestors, they could see owning property, they could see owning land, they could see that 40 acres and a mule. Mm -hmm. And so now as we continue to venture into entrepreneurship, it's about that ownership and how important. Mm -hmm. And even in entrepreneurship, when you're looking at that yes, there are gonna be some no's. Right. 
So for me in 2023, like I like that you said, like you have to also understand what your no's are because it's also about you being able to build those boundaries of like what it is that you're not going to sign up for, right? Absolutely. And so my 2023 was very, very taxing on me, I would say. It was taxing as well as I'm not going to say that like I wasn't blessed because I was blessed abundantly and I always attest to that. But just I went through such a big transformation with losing 135 pounds and yes. just like during that time, what they don't tell you when you're going through. So I had weight loss surgery and a lot of people that are already like viewing me on other, you know, platforms like I share my story very openly on Facebook. But one of the struggles and one of the battles that I went through from being 275 pounds to now 142 pounds is they don't tell you when you're going through like the psych eval how much of a change it is from you for body dysmorphia and just mentally and physically because you're going through the changes so rapidly. Um, and so I spent a lot of my time in 2023 in therapy, but then the good part about therapy for me is it was a reinforcement of me knowing that I did the right thing, even though some of the problems that arose during therapy were things that I did not necessarily think would come to light, right? But I do appreciate the work behind going into speaking with my therapist and being able to see somebody that wasn't actually like a part of my family that could give me advice from their standpoint being able to be that middle person so that was really that was like my my biggest my biggest um i guess transition that happened in 2023 but there were a lot of great things that came out of it too like my husband got a new job and he also was in a place to where like he not only got like one job but he had multiple offers that were on the table so we love that for our kings and we love to see them also just aspire to do better and to be greater and so that was definitely a blessing like being able to witness my kids you know enter into another birthday that's a blessing as a mother mm -hmm. to be able to do that I also just moved like to what I would call my dream side of town so um living here in northwest Arkansas um I just I wanted to move more towards where I actually grew up and being able to raise my kids here and just seeing the improvement that that's made on their lives has just been astronomical like seeing a child that my middle child he's very reserved and he's very much so mirrors my husband like with his personality and seeing him come out of his shell and be more social and actually have like little friends over that come over that go do stuff with us on the weekends I think that from a mom's perspective like that makes my heart happy and even though during the transition of us moving from a house that we lived in for 12 years to like moving where we are now that was an adjustment for everybody but seeing things like that like little glimmers of how they're coming out of their shells or evolving as little humans lets me know as a mother that i did the right thing um so i mean with that being said 
also what I learned about myself in 2023 is that I even with somebody that is that does social media and considers themselves to be an influencer right I also have to put up this barrier of not really allowing people to mess with me so I feel like I have a pretty tough skin when it comes to social media and people just saying stuff out of pocket but there's just like some things where i'm just like okay do you have no home training where in your mind do you think that it would have made sense for you to ever like say this to anybody let alone a person that you just don't know like because i think of myself and my upbringing i'm just like where in everything that i learned do i sit behind a computer and just type just random stuff to people that I don't know like never it, it doesn't happen like just mean comments and so I just learned to disassociate myself with those things and know what I was put on this earth to do to say like I always like say this to my mom like it's always a presence to be in it's always a blessing to be in the presence of God's favorite because I am God's favorite amen so amen if I have that type of mentality, then nobody that says anything to me, whether it's through a computer or it's face-to-face, -face, I really, I just don't respond to it. That's really like the long and short of it. So I have uh, my sisters though, who like to get in comments and argue with people. And I have a few friends that do it too. So, I mean, they can fight the battle. I'm just not gonna look at it. So that's just where I stand. Well, Megan, you said something that was so important, and it's that well-being. Mm -hmm. And so many times in our communities, we think that it is not okay to have professional help, to talk to a therapist, to talk to someone. And so many times when I was growing up, it was always said, what's said, what's, what's said in this house stays mm -hmm. in this house, yeah. and you don't take it outside of the house. Well, because of that one phrase, there are so many of us Go ahead, that Rose. are suffering now with mental health issues, not just from that saying, but because we haven't been given, again, that permission to release what it is that we have encountered, whether it's in our childhood and our adulthood. Some of us are carrying this baggage with us throughout our lives and when we talk about saying yes and saying no, I wish that many of us could say no to the baggage that we're carrying and that it's left in 2023 and we're saying yes to the better part of who we are. We're saying yes to our authentic selves. And when I was thinking about this, I said that one thing that I want to carry, Megan, into 2024 mm -hmm. is that through all that has happened in 2023, God has given me an inner peace. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue to have that inner peace, whether it's through reading different spiritual, uh, you know, spiritual sayings or, or engaging with other women in small groups or whatever that looks like. But we have to get to the place as women where we're empowering ourselves. So how do I empower Angela to be the best Angela that she can be? How do I empower my daughters, Melissa, Megan, Melanie, 
and my spiritual daughter, Sinitra, to be the best women that they can be, which believe me, y'all, they already are. They're outperforming, outdoing, outthinking, and I am just so proud of them because they have taken that faith walk and they are walking in destiny and in purpose for what God has put in them and they're living it out. And so that's part of being your authentic self. How do you plan on being your authentic selves in 2024? Part of mine is through this inner peace. It's through being happy with who Angela is. And I'm getting ready for chapter 66. Yay me, it's my birthday coming up. Oh, I thought you meant your book, child. I, I wasn't following. My bad. Okay, so See, this is what I go through. So okay, she, so when she talks, I'm I always listening. I'm always I, listening. Let's be and, clear. And, and then, and then you know, but but yes, because in chapter sixty six, I'm not done. There are so many things that God has poured into me that I want to see mm -hmm. come to fruition. So I say. Even though you may be flipping the page or changing chapters in your lives, whether it's chapter 24 or chapter 23 or chapter 36 or even chapter 79, you still have purpose and destiny that you can walk in. And how do you say yes to who it is? How do you say yes to that one woman of God that God is calling you to be? Yeah, I think that like, something profound that my mom said to me on a phone call and we pretty much talk every day and if we don't talk every day then we're calling each other to ask like why we didn't like why one didn't call the other and then we argue about it and then we start talking for like an hour but one of the things that my mom said is like i she wanted to get away from this whole mentality of like oh, like I'm turning 66, so I'm just going to retire because she still has so many things that she wants to Absolutely. accomplish in her life. And so we have to get out of that frame of mind of like, oh, well, I'm getting older, so I can't accomplish X, Y, and Z. And everybody's walk is different. So you might want to retire and say like, hey, I want to spend more time with my grandchildren or I want to focus on self-discovery and that might look different for you which is okay but there are other women or other people who operate in a separate space and they look at that as time for them to be able to grow or to accomplish things that they didn't have the time to focus on earlier on in life and so it's all about your individualized path and what the plan is for your life and so you have to operate in that out of confidence because you know that and God knows that. And it's really not your business to try to convince somebody else of what God has already reassured for you, right? So I know what I have had poured into me and what I need to execute in the world. So the way that I operate is just... I know what I'm set out to do. God knows what I'm set out to do. That's really the only reassurance that I need. I don't need man to tell me whether or not this is a good idea. Because as long as I've already received this as word or as blessing from God, I don't need nobody else. That's point blank, period. But I do understand 
there are other people who are in a different place in their walk or in their faith that don't operate out of so much security because um, 36 has taken me a long time to get to this place. And so I understand that everybody is not there, but that's just my way of thinking. And then for 2024, my year of yes, and what it looks like for me is discipline and being able to say yes to the to the things that God has promised me. So it's not necessarily materialistic things, but there are there are a few desires of my heart that are along that realm. And some things like I will share, but I've also been provided with the spirit of discernment. And so that for me means that everybody doesn't need to know every single part of my life and how I got there. I can tell that like as a testimony at the very end um, so that I know that all the glory goes to God and Megan is removed from the equation, but it's not my, it's not my space to always divulge everything that has been promised to me. And so one of the things that like I frequently do talk about that I can share in my year of yes is that I had, you know, my daughter whenever I was a teenager and so now she's 17 and I want to be able to have her actually like live in our dream home. And so with her now being older and having to accomplish that and there are a lot of things that I have been able to accomplish in my younger years but it's really important for me to say that she was able to live in my dream home because a lot of the things that I'm able to do are because of her and she's made me the woman that I am today and so what a year of yes to me looks like is my budget and with my budget that means that you know mom said like hey it means that you have to say no to some things there's a lot that I'm gonna say no to just being completely transparent because there's a lot that I need to make sure that I am following the path and the blueprint that has been given to me in order for me to purchase my dream home in 2025 and for my child to be able to live there before she goes to college and also have that space that is her own when she comes you know home from college to do holidays and things like that and just for my other children to just have the space that they need to just have like personal time and just alone time because we all need that and so that's my major, this is what I'm saying yes to, is the discipline and the schedule and the budgeting and the finances that are behind me buying my dream house because I'm not settling for that. And there were a lot of times during this year to where I experienced roadblocks and with those roadblocks, I could have quickly just given up. Like there was one situation where we were about to rent a four bedroom, three bath house and just something fell through. I won't go through the details of it, but something just fell through and everything was like looking great and all these things. And that fell through. And then I was reading today this quote and I'll try to grab it from my other phone because I want to make sure that I don't misquote it because I feel like it's very powerful in the space that 
I'm operating in right now. So it says sometimes God doesn't give you what you want, not because you don't deserve it, but because you deserve more. I'm gonna let that marinate for just a minute. So I'm not saying, let's be clear. I'm not saying that I'm too good to rent. I have been renting a townhouse for a year and a half. So I'm not saying that I'm too good to rent, but what I'm saying is my God said bigger. My God said better. He knows what it is that his baby girl deserves, okay? And so I feel like in that space, like I was taking the easy way out of just saying, oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and rent. And he was just like, no. I keep telling you no, and you're very hard-headed. So now I'm gonna make it abundantly clear for you that this is not the path that you're supposed to, to go down. So that's what my saying yes in 2024 looks like. It also looks like, I feel like a lot of times through like through like TikTok and just social media in general, you see these people with like, they're like extremely organized and they have these clean houses and they're waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. And my head becomes very, 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 very cluttered because there's a lot that processes in here day in and day out. And so if my space is not clean, then that adds to the clutter that I'm feeling. When my space is clean, my mind is clear, I'm able to operate like I need to. And I just want to make sure that one of my goals is to like have a clean home for 2024. Like that's very, very important to me. And it also ties in and segues into the fact that like, if you don't take care of what you've been blessed with now, how you think God's going to give you more? Like if you do not actually cherish and take care of and clean and thankful, like a thankful heart of what you have now, then what makes you think that somebody's going to be like, oh, you know what? You don't keep your 2,500 square foot house clean. Why am I going to give you 4,000? So that's just another piece of it. It's just like, People talk about romanticizing their day-to-day -day life and I really want to be able to romanticize what my day actually sh is structured in and what it looks like. What you got, Mom? That was very good. Thanks. I love that and I love the quote that you read as well. It's my operating quote for all of 2024. So like we have strategies and operating principles and all of those things we also need to have those for our day-to-day -day lives. Mm -hmm. Our three and, you know, our short-term and long-term goals, we need to make sure we have those. Mm -hmm. And so so where did you get all of this brilliance from, Megan? Where where did it come from? How, how what was, I mean, because the way you think, mm -hmm. and you and I have had this conversation over and over, mm -hmm. the way you think is so methodic and and it's like it's a b c d mm -hmm. but it's also full of fun too yeah and you talked about being a teenage mom mm -hmm. can you talk to some of our women out there who may also have been teenage moms mm -hmm. but maybe there was some other something else that came along and how was it that you were able to do the things that you have done and to come from where you have come from. Okay. So this is a multi-layered question, as you can see. My mom is also an educator. She's Dr. Angela Melissa Monson. So 
we're going to make sure that we answer everything. So the first thing that I want to touch on is she asked where all my brilliance comes from. Um, it's sitting next to me. So that's where it comes from. I mean, my mom has mentioned my grandmother, my great grandmother and how they operate their business women like they stand on business. Even my daddy's mom, like the most phenomenal cook that I've ever met in my life. I come from excellence and I come from great women. Um, all of my sisters are great and they're wonderful women. Like when I tell you that my mom birthed out and created women that are functioning in their purpose, like that's what I mean. So that's where my brilliance came from. Um, number one, my mom just showed me at a very young age. I mean, we moved around quite a bit, but my mom just knew what she needed to do in order to give us a great life. And I, when I was, when I was younger, I guess like I kind of had an identity crisis because I grew up in predominantly white um, areas and schools and environments. And then going from that and visiting like family and people would tell me that I talked white or I had a white name. I just really had some difficulty in processing that and I talked through it in therapy where now I like lean into it and I say like, it's okay for me to say that I was, I am the product of being uh, an upper middle class um, black woman and I was an upper middle class black child and that's okay because like I said before we all have different stories to tell in our path but I know that when I was younger I saw my mom as a woman operating in these spaces in corporate America to where she exuded greatness and so now in my individualized path like I want to be able to mirror that in my reactions and interactions with other people of what I was raised into and what was evident to me even from being very young. And then the second piece that she touched on on how um, methodical I am with having processes of A, B, C, and D, um, I'll be very open with the fact that I have ADHD. So that's just what it is. So any of my other ADHD cuties out there, what's up fam, I see you. So um, a lot of that means that I sometimes have very like sporadic thoughts and sometimes I'm also very impulsive in the way that I think as well. Now, the upside of that for me individually is the fact that I get a lot of creativity from mine. And um, I'm not medicated for it. The medicine suppresses your appetite. And in this state of where I am, I don't need a suppressed appetite. So um, I would just say that, that having that allows me to be able to quickly pivot and also think different from other people. And I had told my mom this, like sometimes I know I wear my husband out with my ideas because his brain doesn't process at the same rate that mine does because he's more of like an even kill like type of person and I'm just like all over the place. But once I have an idea in my head, I have to get it out and I have to start writing down on paper what the proper steps are for me to take in order for me to obtain a specific goal. And so I think that one of the gifts that I have been blessed with is that 
God has given me a mind of being very analytical and creating blueprints. Like one of my business ventures that I have is I offer budgeting services to my clients because I am a finance cutie in corporate America. Um, and so I'm in finance and accounting. And so I just always love numbers and that's been like my shtick. And so being able to articulate the way that my brain works and also to be able to put that out into a spreadsheet or be able to put that process in steps is very helpful for people that don't come from a financial background or they see numbers and it starts to just, they get overwhelmed. Whereas me, I find calm in that because numbers aren't emotions, right? Like a number is gonna be the same day in and day out. So I just, I figure out what it is I wanna do and I figure out what the actual plan is for me to get from point A to point D. Now, with that being said, it's also like, sometimes I don't have clarity in the ideas that I come up with and I have to sleep on it and just wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me whether it's right or not. And I can come up with a whole plan. I can do that in a matter of hours, but I need, God to tell me whether or not I should do it. So that's that layer. And then the fifth layer, Lord Jesus, what layer are we on now? <laughs> the other one, the last question that she asked was about being a teen mom. And what was the other question? What was the other part of it? When you have some some opportunities that come up in your life mm -hmm. because I never look at things as being obstacles. Mm -hmm. I look at them as being opportunities. God allows opportunities to come into our lives and how we deal with those opportunities that will show what the outcome will be. So being a teenage mom, mm -hmm. how did you deal with that opportunity? How did you not allow it mm -hmm. To move you into a direction oh. that you weren't trying to go in because many of us have opportunities that come in our lives mm -hmm. and sometimes those opportunities will take us out mm -hmm. sometimes we will allow those opportunities to stifle our growth sometimes we allow those opportunities for us to blame god for we think that god just put this on us and that's not true we have to understand that god he, he's a loving, he's a good God. He's also a God of free will. Though. He's a God of free will, absolutely. But we also have to understand too that he allows things to happen mm -hmm. in some situations for us to grow, for us to lean on him. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we think we can walk through things by ourselves, but he allows those things to happen for us to lean on him. So that was my question mm -hmm. was, as a teenage mom and having different types of opportunities, mm -hmm. how did you work through those? Um, what do I get through this portion without actually crying? Okay, so um, I think that so my story that I tell about my baby and anybody who has actually come into any type of interaction with her is that her name means literally the light of God. <laughs> and that's what she is. Exactly. Like when you come into her presence, 
you know, like that's what her name means in Hebrew. And you know that she is the epitome of what her name actually means. And so with me having her at a very young age, I just always knew that this was my baby. Like this was my child. I was going to raise her. I really did not care what anybody else had to say. I had made the decision to bring her into this world. And as her mom, it was my job to nurture and care for her. So it was like, I went to, you know, college for a few years. And even during that time, like I, I worked full time as a bank teller so that I would be able to provide for her. But with that being said, I have very supportive parents and that's not everybody's story. Everybody's story doesn't end like that to where you went and had a conversation with your parents and said, hey, I'm pregnant. Were they mad? Yes. Their teenage child was pregnant. Like nobody's just going to be like, oh yeah, like great. I'm going to be a young grandparent. Like nobody's like that. Um, and so they were upset for a little bit, but it was my mom that was always at doctor's appointments with me. My mom that was taking off of work to make sure that she went and ate with me at Mexico Viejo because I craved <laughs> Mexican food all the time when I was pregnant with my baby. It was my mom that was driving me to my classes when I had classes that were way across campus and I should not have been walking. Um, it was my parents who would tell me that I needed a break because I had postpartum very bad, like after my baby was born. And so, you know, this was 17 years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. So I would have to say that the reason that my path ended or is, is, is funneling into success is because my support system was there for me. My uh, grandmother, who is my mom's mom, who we call little mama, I would come home from class and her and Erlai would be asleep watching Perry Mason. Um, and so my grandmother was very adamant about like black grandmas, like you don't have your kids out in Walmart, you don't have them out in Target, they're not out. So she would stay with Erlai so that I could go to class and go to work. And so there's that layer of my support system. And then the other layer of that was, I knew that this situation that I chose to take on as a mother was much bigger than me, but it wasn't gonna be the end of my story. And I was like very focused and thinking like, hey, even if I don't meet the love of my life, which I did end up meeting him a year after Erla was born, but even if I don't meet the love of my life, and it's just me and my baby, me and my baby about to rock out. Me and my baby are going to own a house and me and my baby are going to have vacations and things like that. And I think that that frame of mind is what allowed me to funnel into becoming the woman that I am now. And like my mom had said something about how like people get into this state of like where they blame God. And I, I have a situation to where... I had all this resentment and hurt in my heart to when he took my little mama away from me. And, you know... But he didn't take her. Well, then what was it? He allowed her to transition to her next life. Yeah. I don't know. I think we look at that different, Shorty. Yes, we do. Um, and so that's fine. But, like, you know, my and little And it's okay. Mama, it's okay to disagree. Right. Because we do. We all have different opinions. But... I think one thing that you really said, Megan, I want to just 
piggyback on is that support system. Mm -hmm. Find that support system because when you find a support system or, or make sure that you're living and walking in the support system that God has given you. Right, because it doesn't actually have to be your parents. It doesn't have to be your parents. It doesn't have to be your blood family. No. no. I was in college and I was like one of the only people that I knew that had a baby. And through college, I found people like, one of my best friends that I ever found, like, I found her through Facebook. Rosa, shout out to you. Um, I found her through Facebook, and we were just, we were going, like, we had very similar lives. And so, people that I met during college, and, like, my friends when I was in college welcomed in the fact that I was a mother. They didn't try to suppress that part of me. They, like, wherever we went, the baby was going, unless we were going out and my mom and dad had her. Um, but, like, they were just very loving and caring, like, aunties and uncles. And so they were my support system, like, even away from my parents. And so it doesn't have to be people that are, like, blood-related to you that rock with you through parenthood. I think that that friends and your foundation should be able to accept every part of who you are like Absolutely. you shouldn't have friends that only want to hang out with you when you can go out um they should want to be a part of like what it looks like for you to be a mother as well so i think that that's really important um and just after that like after you know having losing my, my grandmother and I did spend a period of time where I blamed God heavily and it just came over me like you gotta let this go like in order for you to grow in who it is that I know that you are supposed to be Megan I gotta you gotta let this go and that was a very very hard time to me for me because like outside of my mom that was the person that I loved most in this world and so to have somebody like that, like not physically here with you, that is something very difficult to deal with. But what has been comforting and reassuring to me is the fact that she still appears for me in my dreams. I can still hear her voice. She's in my heart. And although she's not physically here, I know that when I look in the mirror and the person that I see is her and that's pieces of her. And so dealing with that and then being able to let that go and feeling that weight lifted off my shoulders and seeing the other blessings that came from that, um, that was a situation where I could have continued to blame God or say, I'm going to give this all to you and please like heal my heart. Um, and the last part that I would touch on is my man. Thank you to my man. Shout out to my man. Because... When you have all of these ideas and you have an entrepreneurial mindset, I think that it's very hard as a partner to be able to digest everything that your partner is throwing at you. And the reason that I am able to function in creativity and ideas is because I have somebody that supports those things. So while it's not his path and it's not actually his plan to be an entrepreneur, anything that I need, he's there. Like we're sitting and me and my mom are doing my podcast in my office, right? And so he comes up here and, oh, I need drapes hung. He's up here with his power tools to do that. Oh, I need pictures hung. He's up here doing that. This couch that we drove across, 
town to pick up he's doing that and never mumbles or complains about any of that so really having a partner that allowed you to flourish in to who you actually are as a person and accepts all parts of you the good the bad and the ugly that has helped me in my transformation and i'm not saying that you need a man i'm not saying that at all i'm just telling you that this is a part of my journey and being able to find somebody that actually just rocks with me day in and day out or just tells me I need to sit my ass down somewhere. Um, that has been helpful during all the things that I want to actually like accomplish in life and that I put out there. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. As beautiful Thanks. as you are. So having that inner peace, that inner beauty, and being able to thrive and walk in who it is that God is calling you to be is so important. And you kept shouting out your man. So I guess I need to shout out my man of 46 years. Period. Yes, 46 years. Period. Married Go 42. Off, then, you know, we dated for four years. But you talked about having that, that individual or that partner or that person who backs you up. And... In order for me to be able to do the things that I have done when it comes to my um, occupations and the different positions that I've held, we moved 12 times in 14 years mm -hmm. with a major company. Mm -hmm. Now, I couldn't have done that or walked in the purpose that God was calling me to walk in if it hadn't been for my husband, Howard. Because sometimes there was one year, y'all, where we moved twice in one year. And like Megan said that Marquez told us she needs to go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> I'm not going to say that word. But what he said was, I was getting ready to take on another assignment and we were getting ready to move again. We had only been in the location we were in for six months. And he said, you know what? We need some stability in our daughter's lives. And at that time, my sister-in-law absolutely beautiful woman came and she stayed with us and and the reason another reason why I could do what I did in 14 years because my mom and my mother-in-law they were always, always there always there if I was traveling for an extended period of time one of them was they were there with my husband and my children and I was doing laundry at the age of three no she terrible. was not no she I was, was not child I was folding socks I was cooking whole meals at the age of three no she was not. it was crazy Anyway, anyway, but but it was that support from that partner that I received that gave me an opportunity to do what I needed to do. But when he also said, you know what, we just moved and you've just received another promotion. I'm absolutely proud of you, but our children need some stability in their lives as well. So with this promotion, what you can do we're going to trade off. One week, you're going to fly back here. And the next week, we're going to fly to you. And that's how I worked it out with my employer was that my family needs to stay where they are for six months because my husband says, and I knew it too, they needed stability. And I say that to say to you, we as women, we don't negotiate what we're asking from our employers. If you're taking on a new do job, negotiate your salary. We don't make lateral moves, Shui. You we gonna don't pay make, me. You gonna pay me. We need to understand we can ask for things that we need. 
our white male counterparts, they ask for it all the time. Here's another thing we're also afraid of. If you're reading a job description and you want to go for a different job, you don't have to have everything that's listed. Have faith and know that what it is that you do have, build on it. Go in there, sell yourself and sell yourself with confidence and you will land that position. Right. And speaking of that, we also have another company that I am starting, AMM Global, Global Enterprises. See, sisters, I'm telling you, you can't think inside of this little bitty box yeah. because I'm just not going to be here in Northwest Arkansas. This is global. When it comes to coach, coaching, when it comes to uh, looking at presentations, looking at resumes, delivering presentations, delivering speeches on what it is that God has put inside of me. It's nothing that's local, but it's global. And that's how we have to start thinking. Start thinking globally. This world is not just one part. It's international. Mm -hmm. How do we get our feet wet? How do we go out? We have to step out on faith. Yeah, for sure. And like my mom was like shouting out my daddy. So one thing that I would like to say is my daddy sent me um, to school with Doopy Braid on the side of my head. <laughs> Shout out to you, Howard. Um, I will pay you back for that at some point in time. I don't know when that'll actually be. I, I frequent like take pictures of my daddy like sleeping and I put them on social media. So maybe that's what my payback is. But one of the good things that like one of the many good things that I'll say about my daddy is the fact that we had you know, like my daddy was a part of our foundation too. And my mom is like stacked up with degrees, like multiple degree. And so my daddy was always supportive of her getting her master's or her second master's and then her doctorate and things like that, because my mom really likes to be in school, obviously. And so my dad, you know, would get us dressed in the morning and like do our hair and do all these things. And just like, it's like, oh yeah, that's your parent. Like I get it. But I just have these memories of my dad, like even from like a very young age. And my memory is like really, really good. Like I told y'all about how I was folding laundry when I was three. That is not true. Um, and so my, my memory is really good. So I have like these memories of my dad just like stepping it up and like being constantly there for us. If my mom was like traveling for work or if she had schoolwork to do. And I think that that's just like really important from a support mechanism of what she was discussing of like having your support system there so that you can thrive and you can flourish. Because the reality of the situation is that God doesn't give everybody the same vision. And like for me to say that I would have two of me, no, we would not be functioning well. I'm very assertive. And my husband is not like that unless he's just like turning it on. But like, I, he's not like that. And I always say this, like, I can't function with two Megans. Like, this would not be a really good partnership if there were two Megans. Or two Howards or two Angelas. It just wouldn't be. No. You have to have like a really good balance in your household. Like, my husband is, um, he, I like to call him the fun parent. I'm a disciplinarian, but when he gets mad and when he gets on that ass, like, you know that you're in trouble. And so um, we just, we operate out of balance, but I just wanted to make sure that we gave um, my daddy his flowers. Yes. Um, and then the other part that I wanted to ask you is, mom, do you believe in vision boards and manifestation? As somebody that's a preacher, 
I, I want to ask you of like how you feel about manifestation. We have like nine minutes left and it's, it's circulating a lot with my, I feel like with my generation and millennials, we talk about manifestation really hard. So I want to get your standpoint as somebody that is a preacher, like how you feel about manifestation. Oh my gosh, I, <clears throat> I literally believe with all my heart, spirit, and soul in manifestation. Mm -hmm. I believe that God will give us the plan. He says to take the vision, to write it, he will make it plain and it will be manifested. And yes, if if it means for so so I'm not a vision board person, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't knock that at all. Mm -hmm. If that's what you need, whatever it is that you need to take the vision, to make it plain, to write it on the wall, for him to give it to you, mm -hmm. I believe that that's what you have to do. You have to be able to walk it out. Mm -hmm. So we all know that faith without action is it's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's so you have to have action there. So how do you have manifestation without action? Right. So if it's a vision board that you need, absolutely put it together, put it there, make it plain, whatever it is. And and I also believe that you have to pray and ask God what is it that He is putting in you for you to walk out. Megan, you talked about having the spirit of discernment. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to be able to listen. So many times we are so busy doing busy work and thinking that this is what we need to do. Sometimes God just tells us to stand still. Mm -hmm. Stand still and allow him to be God. Mm -hmm. To just stay in that place. Sometimes we have to sit in the word. We have to sit in prayer. And some of us, you know, Fasting really helps too. We have to sit there and under in order to understand what it is that God is telling us and where He's telling us to go. And by all means, if it's a vision board, mm -hmm. put it up there. Put the scriptures on there. Put the pictures on there. Whatever it is that you need to be able to walk in faith, to walk in destiny, and to walk in purpose. Because when you walk in those things, then what God has given you will be manifested. Yeah, and I just, so I am a vision board type of gal, but here's my, my, here's my little thing. Vision boards, to me, are not meant to be shared with everybody because everybody does not have good intentions and goodwill for your life. And so I'm a part of this, <laughs> this Facebook group called Black Girl Aesthetic. And so somebody had posted in there, like, is it just me or are vision boards meant to be private? And so I, you know, was interacting in the group and I said, I create vision boards for myself. Like I've shared it with my sisters because I know that my sisters always mean well for me, but I'm not sharing it with the rest of the world at the end of the year. So at the end of 2024, I can share that and say, look at all the things that God has been able to do in my life after I was disciplined enough to say yes and to follow his path and what he's laid out for me, but I wanna give him all the glory, right? So I just don't, I operate in a space of like where I am 
very outspoken about a lot of things. A vision board is very sacred and private to me, and I'm not sharing it with everybody at the beginning of the year. I'm not having you pray on my downfall. I'm just not. I'm not having the enemy step in and disrupt my peace and disrupt my focus and my discipline and my consistency because that's not in a space where I am and I won't allow that type of negativity into my energy. Um, also manifestation, what is important to me is also being able to act on it because we're not just gonna stick a bunch of pictures on a board and then just say, okay, now I want it to be done. Like you have to actually put in the work behind it and you actually need to pray. Listen to me, listen to the words coming out. You need to pray. Like, it's not that you just do that and you just call it and say, okay, we're good. God, you know the desires in my heart. Like, here it is. No, you need to be in your word. You need to pray. Um, whatever it is that you feel closest to God, like my, the feelings that I, there's two interactions that I have that make me very close to God. One is through praise and worship. And the second is through nature. So if I'm walking outside and I feel wind or I feel the sun on my body, or if I see um, it's very like environmentally challenged, I guess. I don't know. But things like that, like what are what are the ways that you feel like you are in the presence of God? Yours might be through going to church. It ain't mine. That might be yours. But that's what I'm saying is you need to make sure that day in and day out, you are making sure that you're working towards those goals because God didn't put the ideas in your head for you to just sit on them. Um, there was one more thing that I wanted to, and, and, and I want to also say, you, you said that very clearly, God doesn't mean for us to share everything that he gives to us, to everyone else. Mm -hmm. If something is supposed to be shared, the Holy Spirit will let you know. Guard you, yeah. yeah. So allow the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct you in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because as Megan said, everyone is not happy about what's going on. And that's, that's, that's part of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so when we put on the whole armor of God, when we're standing on truth, we're walking in righteousness, then we're able to know what it is that God wants us to do. And I love the fact that you said that at the, you know, regardless of what's going on, the only person that needs to get the glory is God. Dear. That's it. He knows every that is on our head. Even if it's a halfway, child, I'll read it down below <laughs> so y'all can get the wig. This halfway was $20. Um, so, yeah. He knows. Yeah. And so even before we start to think, to act, he already knows. Mm -hmm. He just wants us to be the person that's leading, guiding, and directing us in the path that we're going in. And, like, there's, like, this phrase um, that's circulating on social media that's, like, delulu, like, saying that you're delusional. You sometimes have to operate in delusion for you to be able to walk in your path and in your journey. I call, I mean, you can say it's delusion or you can say it's by faith. Um, whatever it is that brings you comfort at the end of the day, I would just say that in my head, I own a, I own, you know, multiple businesses. In my head, I own a business that focuses on financial wealth and growth, and I have 60 clients. Um, in my head, 
I am disciplined enough to get up in the morning to have devotional with God and to go to the gym and make sure that I'm serving this body, this new body that he has granted me with and to give thanks through him through being able to execute my workouts. I know that, you know, I have peace, that I am loved, that I am cared for. I also, there, there's very small things that we don't think to thank God for. Like today I was decluttering and cleaning my house. And there was this one quote that said, right now you're standing in a blessing that you paid, uh, that you prayed for. And so I remember as like when the other house sold and it sold like in a matter of days and I was scurrying trying to figure out like where we were going to live and I kept like looking at this townhouse I was like god I just want to like move my family here it's very updated it's where I need to have the kids in school and so operating in this blessing of saying thank you god for allowing me the ability to clean my home like it's a small thing so small it's and small having thing. that grateful heart is just very important um, and so we're at our hour. The last thing that I want to be able to say is my parting words and then Anne can give her, her, her think piece. But my last one is us operating in our yes. So my mom has been asking to start a podcast for I don't know how long child. It's been a while. And so a part of us operating in our yes and what I want you guys to take away from this is we don't have mics on. We don't have mic equipment. We are literally just sitting in my office that is not even actually built out completely yet. And we're operating in our yes. Because we feel like through having you guys in our space and our interaction and our dialogue that we have with each other, that it could possibly help other people out. Point blank period. I think that God has given both of us a word and you see how we are different in our personalities but we're also very much the same and i just want to be able to share a piece of one of the people that i cherish most in life with other people and so our yes one of our yeses for 2024 is that we just start we don't have the equipment we don't have the crew we don't have a producer we are just operating in our yes. So is it going to be scrappy and grimy in the beginning? Yeah, but we're going to work through it because Absolutely. God gave us this vision and we want to be able to execute. And even though we don't have all the tools necessary to do that, we're going to operate in what we have been given and we're going to be great at it. Megan means great. So I'm just going to let that sit with you guys. Thank you, the great Megan. Megan and great. I'm sorry, Megan the Great. See, yeah. there, there we go. Correcting, she know, correcting, she knows correcting. She, she named me, bro. Correcting, like, correcting, the correcting. Great. The great, the great, the great Megan. But you know, um, and 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 I like that because I do. I, I have been asking about the podcast. My oldest daughter, Melissa, told me she said, "Mommy, well, I'm sorry." She mother. does not call me mommy. She I calls call me mommy. She calls me mommy. Mother, mother, mother. You must watch eight. No, I'm sorry. Ten. Mother, you must must watch 10 podcasts before I will allow you to come on a podcast. So guess what, y'all? Walking in my yes, I'm 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 up to podcast number three. <laughs> and so she is one of the major podcast producers that's out in Los Angeles. And for me to have an opportunity to do that will be utterly amazing. I'm already walking in the manifestation that is going to happen. 
But in order for me to walk in that manifestation, I got to get to those 10 podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I have eight well, more can, to go. No, you can say you got seven more to go. You can count ours as well. Can count, I can count ours. Period. I'm a yes. numbers girl. Oh, yes. Give oh, me yes. the numbers, child. And then, and then just the opportunity. My closing words are trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. There are going to be things that happen in your yes that you're not going to understand. There are going to be things that happen in your no that you're not going to understand. But know this, God got you, my sister. So regardless of what it looks like, just understand that it is not what the outcome is. Megan talked about the book or turning the pages. I talked about chapter 66, but at the end, know this, we all win. Thank you and have a great evening. And thank you for allowing us to come into your space. I'm going to add one more. This is my last one. Of course she is. Because it's my favorite, favorite Bible verse. And it will probably be the actual Bible verse that sticks on every single podcast episode in the comments. God is within her so she cannot fail. Like for any women that are here that are watching this, and I even want you to understand that my my job is not to convert you or to push Christianity no. onto you. No. That's not the space that I operate in and that's not my personal walk. I just want you to understand that like in my personal walk and what I actually encounter is that's that's how I operate when I walk into spaces. God is within me. I cannot fail. Failure is not really in my vocabulary unless I'm quoting that Bible verse. Like, So I know that God has equipped me with all the skills that I need in order for me to be successful in life, emotionally, physical, mentally, um, professionally. And that's just really a point blank period. So if you are somebody that is of the Christian faith, um, I would say that that verse has helped me be able to get myself in spaces and in rooms that I normally just would not be able to operate in. And so being able to carry that out because I know that when I give the word back to God, it's not going to come back void, right? And so when I have my conversations with God, these are things that I say and that I repeat back to him is that, you know, I know the path that you have for me and you're within me, so I can't fail. I was made in your image. So, all right, guys. Thanks for rocking with Thank us. Thank you. We'll see you. Next up is TikTok. Bye. We'll see you here next Bye. week at 7 p.m. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Leave us some comments down below and let us know what you're saying yes to in 2024. Also operate in the spirit of discernment because if it's not for you to share, don't share that with me. Okay. If you do want to share it, let us know that or let us know about what you're saying no to because of some things that have happened in, in 2023. If it's on your heart to do that, subscribe to our channel and stream us while you're at work. At work? Yeah. Yeah. Or on your drive in the work. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.